And now we're set to go back to the Auburn Bank phone line and welcome in Kevin Ives. He is at AUPPO on Twitter to recap what is ultimately the end of the Auburn baseball season. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing as well. I'm doing as well as can be expected. I mean, it was kind of a disappointing weekend, but I'm doing all right overall. Yes, sir. It was a, it was a difficult one this weekend. Obviously, uh, the Friday afternoon game got things uh, going uh, in upset fashion with Sanford over Southern Miss and kind of created a pathway that we were all excited about for Auburn. But then uh, play started Friday night, and it started to go very, very poorly. What Just what happened inside of Plainsman Park for Auburn this weekend? The, the biggest issue, honestly, was the offense. I, I think it was – I don't know if Auburn got an extra base hit um, in the two games. Um, they ran into – um, a really premier pitcher at Southern Miss uh, missed. I mean, at, at Penn, and then missed Southern Miss's ace. Technically, Tanner Hall because he pitched Friday, but really couldn't get anything going offensively. And then uh, if the offense can't get anything going, puts more pressure on the pitching, and then uh, the pitching really just kind of falter a little bit towards the end. But the, the real story is just the offense wasn't able to click, and I think that was the the biggest thing. And it's it's kind of a you know a a wet fart to the end of the season after a really good season overall. I mean, you know, getting yourself into contention to not only make the NCAA tournament, but to make a make a make and host a regional, and then end the season with kind of four straight losses is going to have a, a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth. But it's, it's something that I think you can use for motivation next year. It's something that um, should not diminish the season overall as a success for Auburn. Um, but I know there's a lot of Auburn fans that are disappointed and then you know the disappointment kind of keeps coming in waves because um you know saw that clemson lost their regional so if auburn had one would have been hosting a super regional and then alabama goes to the super regionals they'll go play wake forest and so it up being like kind of everything that could go wrong did go wrong both on the field and off the field for auburn this weekend uh, Kevin, you touched on it there a little bit. This is a team that had a bad start, uh, a really good middle, and then and kind of a disappointing ending. When you look back on this team in a couple of years, what what are you going to remember this team for? Honestly, just the excitement, just as just dealing with so many just random um, just issues throughout the year. I mean, you you go into a season where your ace is out for basically the entire year, um, and so you're having to really build a rotation from scratch and having guys step up uh, making do you you are excited about a big trip to southern california that gets rained out and everything gets kind of changed this way you go off to you kind of go you set yourself behind the eight ball in sec play um and then you got to get on a run everything kind of clicks together um you upset two teams that are now going to super regionals um and then you you know kind of you put yourself like i said into contention uh, to make a regional and then a host a regional. It's a successful season. It really is. I know the end of the year is disappointing, but from where Auburn was at the beginning of SEC play and everything they've had to kind of deal with with injuries and um, you know, the struggles, you know, losing games and having to win games, for what they ended up and how the you know, being able to host a regional in back to back years for the first time ever, you're still making history. Um, you're still kind of setting the table for many more successful years to come um and if anything you're just motivated to do more kevin i'm curious about the environments this year because obviously last year was such a party with how many home runs auburn was hitting and all the runs they were scoring when when did the nervousness start to set into the ballpark both friday night and then saturday i mean there's for me there's always you know hope and you're, you always think you can kind of pull it out 
I think there was some nervousness after the end of that Friday game, and you know when it when Auburn wasn't able to kind of capitalize on anything, link anything together. Um, you kind of knew that it was going to be a buzzsaw on Saturday, and then um, Southern Miss, you know, came out early on Saturday and was up three nothing very very early in the game, and Auburn just doesn't wasn't able to recover. And so after that, yeah, kind of some of the air was out of the sails a little bit. I think from a fan standpoint, but. I think you've seen throughout the years that the fans are, are still going to support and they're still cheering loud to the very end. Um, and I don't think it would affect the excitement for next year or the excitement for the program overall. I mean, things like this are rare, but they do happen. I mean, they even happen again this year. Oklahoma State went 0-2 in their home regional. And, um, I think that from what you've seen from a program as a whole, the talent that is here that's going to stay here, the guys that are developed, like Ike Irish and Chris Stanfield, um, the fact that we're returning a lot of pitching that's just going to get more experience, um, the excitement of an off season to see if anybody, um, if Auburn gets any, you know, good transfers or gets a, um, you know, brings in a pretty high recruiting class. There's excitement all around, and on top of all that, just from a, the product on the field, there's excitement just what you're going to see around the park. I mean, you'll know probably I think Friday the first phase of the renovations to the stadium. Um, and that's the, the first like major set of renovations that you're going to get outside the performance center in a long time at Auburn. And, um, you know, from the suites that are going to be put in, um, you know, how they're going to kind of expand the seating, the seating on the monster. Um, you're just continuing to, to foster this excitement about Auburn baseball. Um, and it's all positive to me. Talking to Kevin Ives, he is at AUPPL on Twitter today on Sports Call. Kevin, one more for you from the regional before we move on to some other uh, baseball items with uh, other regionals going on and the big picture for Auburn. Uh, I was curious about the hitting approach this weekend because it seemed like, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned no extra base hits in the two games. It seems like they had two very different approaches on Friday. Friday night they seemed to work counts. They took a lot of walks. Uh, able to get deep in counts there. Saturday, they were free swinging a little bit. They were definitely swinging early at counts. What did you think of the adjustments they tried to make throughout the weekend? I don't. Part of it may have been panic mode. I think the other part was just kind of trying to ambush pitches in that second game. You had a guy, um, I forget his name, but he was going to be primarily a fastball guy. Um, that that's you were kind of looking for that pitch, um, and then outside of that, you would you were just kind of hoping that you were going to connect with something and, and put the ball in play. I, I think the problem on Saturday was, and you've seen this offensively, not just with Auburn, but with any team, like you start to press a little bit too much. Um, you realize that you're kind of running out of chances a bit, and that kind of leads to some mistakes. It leads to some, um, you know, bad at-bats, um, and it, you know, ends up, you know, costing you. You're not able to produce any runs. So, yeah, a little bit of a different approach and uh, for both days. I think it was, the Saturday was was more of a not necessarily panic, but it was more of just kind of you're just you're trying to do a little bit too much, but you honestly you had you had nothing to lose. You had to try something, um, and you're just trying to get guys on, and it just honestly it, it was what it was at that point. And so, Kevin, this has been, in my opinion, a pretty volatile uh, regional cycle here, as we've had. Several regional site teams go down, uh, including some SEC teams, as Arkansas just went down a moment ago. Certainly Vanderbilt had went down uh, yesterday and one or two others. I mean, what have you thought about kind of all the chaos throughout these regionals? There's been, yeah, there's been a lot of chaos. I think Auburn, you know, was obviously, I think D1 Baseball called it a chaotic regional. Um, there have been a lot of surprises, but it's also the nature of, this, of the tournament. 
like things like this happen all the time when you have hot teams come in, um, when you have teams that just kind of click at the right time. You saw it last year with Ole Miss and what they did when they went on their road. I think it you kind of you kind of saw some um, some teams rise to the challenge, like Indiana State, even after after they were kind of behind the eight ball, but they managed to make the Super Regional for the first time. Southern Miss battling back out of Auburn Regional is a huge deal. I mean, battling back out of the loser's bracket is really tough, um, no matter what you do. And the fact that Southern Miss was able to do it, you have to commend them on that. Um, just We've had some pretty wild games. Weather delayed a lot of them. And that messed up with, with a couple of them. But, I mean, there's still a chance that, that you're going to have. I mean, LSU is going to make a Super. Tennessee made a Super. Alabama made theirs. Um, you know, there were just upsets up and down the board for some teams, um, but then there were some that you were just like kind of – I think the biggest surprise to me, honestly, you mentioned the Arkansas – I think the Arkansas one is one of the bigger surprises to me, just how hot TCU was going into that regional and the fact that they absolutely just demolished everyone in that regional. Um, and it, it was just sort of a – not necessarily – I mean, it was pretty unexpected, but they went on a hot run. They're basically like Ole Miss was last year. They went on, they're going on a run in their tournament. They're kind of continuing that, that magic that they had. Um, and it, it's just – that's why I love this this tournament and that that format. Even though Auburn, you know, didn't uh, didn't go the way Auburn didn't go the way Auburn wanted it to, or I wanted it to as an Auburn fan. But the fact that college baseball has such a chaotic tournament um, and these upsets happen all the time, and there's so much energy and anticipation on every pitch because every pitch is so meaningful. Um, just the way that the the term the tournament is set up and the format is set up, it, it's just great. It's just great baseball. It's great viewing. Yeah, TCU scored TCU scored 32 runs against Arkansas in these last two games, so that was pretty uh, incredible to watch. Now, Kevin, as we turn our attention to the Auburn program at large, what are some of the key decisions you're looking forward to uh, this summer in roster roster management? Just kind of in, in terms of guys that uh, have decisions to make, whether to use an extra year or to go pro, uh, and just what this team needs to build off of this summer. Honestly, I think you you build off of the offensively you build off that core of like Chris and Ike um, if guys go then they, they you know if they want to transfer I think we've only had really one guy that um, from that was on the previous roster that has transferred out and that's um, um, the other Armstrong Armstrong we didn't see uh, Jordan Armstrong um, and so you you want to see if anybody transfers out um, I don't know you know how many guys had that, that extra year um, you know because you still have some guys that are gonna have a COVID year that they could take um, I think what you kind of look offensively, you, you, I mean, what you look at it on a roster standpoint is you just kind of give it some time. You see what happens in the draft, what guys are coming in, and you let guys make their own decisions what they want to do next. I personally don't even start looking at the roster um, until after fall ball because, and, and I was talking with some folks at the, the deck about this, you just don't know when it comes to base, college baseball in general because there are so many opportunities for guys to come in to find playing time elsewhere to have different opportunities um, you know from the draft from grad transfers from going to JUCO uh, just transferring to other programs in general that you really don't know until after the fall and really you don't know until spring starts back because um, you know the, the baseball rosters are going to expand for a while um, so there'll be a lot of guys on the team before fall ball and before spring starts and so you you're going to have a lot more guys on the roster, and then it'll contract when you start to um, when cuts start to get made. But right now, you just watch the draft. You see who who Auburn actually if Auburn loses anybody to the draft. 
um, both from a, a recruiting standpoint, like freshman incoming, um, and then guys on the team. And then you just kind of wait and see. Um, I mean, I know it's not the most exciting answer, but you just kind of kind of just have to see what you have in the spring, um, and then that's when you start to plan ahead and see everything, see what you have to, to – to play with for the next season. Yep. And you're, you're talking about some of those freshmen, and there's three in particular right now that are committed to Auburn. Uh, Colt Emerson uh, from Ohio, Kevin McGonigal from Pennsylvania, and Bjorn Johnson from uh, the state of Washington. All three named Gatorade Player of the Year for their respective states. Uh, it seems like Colt Emerson and Kevin McGonigal are potential first-round Major League picks. Um, maybe not so much for Bjorn Johnson, but uh, is there a chance that these guys end up at Auburn, or do you think that's really kind of thinking too far ahead? No, there's always a chance, and I think it is a little bit different. The The baseball, when it comes to those guys, um, you know, when it comes to guys who are having to decide whether or not you're going to go to start your professional career or go to college, um, even if you're a first-round talent, it's, it's not necessarily something that you say that, I, um, that I'm going to, if I get drafted in the first round, that I'm going to go. Guys can, because the draft is so short um, now, the major league draft has been um, is a couple rounds less. Um, there are fewer minor league teams to kind of place guys on. Guys can be more selective. Um, even if you're a first round, you know, even if you get selected in the first round, you could still have a number. Um, and if your number that you have, the number being like what it will take as a signing number or contract number for you to not to pass up a chance to go to um, to go to school. Um, and just improve yourself even more and have that experience. Guys will have that number, and if that number is not met, or if they know that if a team knows that that number is too high, so they maybe shy away from in the draft, um, then they'll they'll come to a school. And so it's it's going to be a situation to where you see where these guys get drafted, and you got to just wait and see if they ultimately sign. Because now Auburn is going to be an option for them, and it will stay an option for them. Um, and there's a lot of benefits to coming here, even if you are a first-round first round draft pick. There's still benefits of coming, especially like NIL stuff, um, especially with the way Auburn has developed players. There's a, there's, a, there's a definite benefit of coming to school for three years and having that experience um, and playing at Auburn for three or four years than spending five or six years to start your career um, when you're 18 or 19 in like single A ball and you're playing in like Charleston, West Virginia, or you're having to play rookie ball for like your first few years, um, and you're you're not really doing anything, um, or you're not really being tested, and you may kind of wash out wash out at that time. So you just got to kind of wait and see. I think the I think the Kevin McGonagall guy is the bigger guy that 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 may um, he would be the hardest one to bring on campus. But the other two, I think there's a good chance. Um, and if they come to Auburn, then, you know, more power to it. And I'm going to be excited for them. And for any of those guys, like any of the guys on the roster, like as soon as they're, they put on a uniform, I'm going to love them to death because they're going to be Auburn Tigers. Yeah, it's something unique yeah. now to the uh, college baseball game where you're trying to recruit these highest guys, but yet they could end up just going pro. That's obviously what basketball used to deal with, but baseball – uh, still has that system, so it's always a fascinating process. Well, Kevin, uh, we we've certainly appreciated the time uh, talking to you throughout uh, this year. You've been uh, very generous with with uh, talking to us every single week, and uh, we certainly wish you well throughout this off season. And uh, we we can't wait for another off season of Auburn baseball next year. But again, the time's been greatly appreciated, not only today but throughout the year. 
Thank you, guys. Yeah, next season will be here for you know it, so just get ready. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have new stuff to, to look at inside of Plainsville oh, Park, yeah. too, with all the upgrades. Uh, appreciate it, Kevin. Absolutely. Not a problem, guys.